This is an All Ears English podcast episode 751. Motivate, communicate, collaborate. Three ways to be a better English learner with Koan. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, where you'll finally get real native English conversation and fluency for business and life. We believe in connection, not perfection, when it comes to learning English. Now, here are your hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. Today, our guest will show you three simple and effective ways to get better at English learning fast. Listen in and then make these changes to your learning routine. Today, we have a special guest on the show. Our guest today has lived and worked in four different countries, Canada, Malaysia, South Korea, and China, and has traveled to 30 more. He has seven years of teaching experience, as well as experience in web development and marketing. And he feels that donuts are a vegetable. Today's guest is Koan. Now let's meet Koan. This podcast is sponsored by Indeed. As a business owner myself, I've learned that the most important key to success is having a great team. But it can be time consuming reading through tons of resumes. Need to hire a great candidate at your company? Why not eliminate the busy work? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so that you can connect with candidates faster. Just in the minute that I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. So join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash A-E-E. Just go to Indeed.com slash A-E-E right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash A-E-E. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Koan, welcome to All Ears English. How are you doing? I'm great, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. All right. Glad to have you here. So, Koan, I heard that you've done a lot of traveling and living abroad in your life. Where have you lived and traveled? Oh, that's a big question. So I've lived in four countries. Um, I'm from Canada. Um, when I was a teenager, I moved to Malaysia for about oh, nice. two years. Yeah, and I went okay. to an international school there. It was a really good experience. I loved it a lot. Um, and I loved it so much that when I finished university, I went abroad again. So I, I lived in South Korea for about six years, and I taught English there. Oh, and, excellent. Yeah. And then from there, I moved to Shanghai in China, and I was working in marketing there. Um, and mm-hmm. then I moved home to Canada about three years ago and um, okay. changed my job again to web development. And now I'm back to English teaching because uh, that's what I love to do. So, yeah. No, that's yeah. fantastic, though. I love to talk to English teachers who have, number one, traveled the world and they have learned languages themselves. And number two, who have worked in different fields so that you can bring insight from fields like the technology field. You said you used to build websites. Is that right? You're a web developer? 
Um, yeah, I was a web developer. So I built websites and I built web applications. So that's sort of that's like the, the, the step up. So like dynamic, um, that's dyna- cool. working with dynamic data, essentially. Yeah. Okay. okay, awesome. So that means that you are able to bring us some insights from learning other things, like learning just life lessons or different exactly. skills in the world. And we can uh-huh. apply that to learning English. And I bet uh-huh. our listeners are going to love this idea. Uh-huh. So, Koan, that's why we have you here today. I'm hoping that you can give us three solid tips about just generally learning English and getting better, being able uh-huh. to connect better. Uh, like, how can we do that? And what insights can we take from learning in general? Okay. Yeah. So that's a, that's a really good question. So when I thought about it, when, when you gave me the opportunity to come on this podcast, I was thinking about it and I was thinking that a lot of the things that I have to say have to do with learning in general. So um, mm-hmm. why is learning a language like learning something else? Um, mm, I like that. And, yeah, and so um, I had three. I, I came up with three things. Um, the first thing I'd probably want to talk about was um, just that you need to focus on your motivation, right? So this is the number one thing. Learning so learning a language takes a long time, right? There's pretty much no way around it. Um, oh yeah. It can take if you want to get to an advanced level, um, if you want to be able to work in a language, it, it can take a long time, and so you have to keep going, right? So. Yeah. Finding that that motivation, like what is this thing inside you that makes you want to learn this language and speak with people is really, Mm -hmm. really important. Right. So I think that. How do uh, we find that motivation? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I think it's different for everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think for a lot of my students, they start with a lot of them. They want to be like leaders. So I work with a lot of technical people, so engineers, um, software developers, things like that, and they want okay. to be senior developers. So, for example, uh, I have a student who's Polish, and he works for a German company, and he works with people who are Spanish and Serbian and from, from all over the world, but they work in English. And so his, his development skills are really, really good. He's been doing it for 15 years. Yeah. He's got to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. for his career and for his family, essentially. So mm-hmm. that's like, um, that's one of the big motivations for people that I work with, like technical people or business people. They want to be leaders and they want to do what they do internationally. Another, yes. a, another big motivation is they want, people want to relocate. So a lot of my okay. um, clients, they want to move to Canada or they want to move to the, to the USA Um, and get that like high level software job or that business job that's going to basically change their lives. And so, so in a lot of cases, that's, that's their motivation. I try to drill down into more internal motivations. Like what are these things that are, you know, these are external things, but what really drives you to, Mm. um, do these things. And so in a lot of cases, like say with my, um, Polish student, it's his family. Like he wants to do really well for his family. And so yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that and we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll spend some time, not every lesson, but I mean, you know, every, every couple of lessons, we'll talk about that a little bit and we'll go back and we'll touch on it. Yeah. So, um, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like, what's, what's keeping you motivated to keep going? Cause you have yeah. to keep going with this stuff just every day, even if it's just a little bit, like I tell my students, mm-hmm. you just, 
you have to keep going with this stuff. Mm, I love that. I love that. So the idea is to make sure that motivation is always in your head when you're pulling out your English learning materials. You're thinking, okay, why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I want to move to Canada. And why do I want to do that? I want to support my family. I want to give them a, a better life, for example. Right. Exactly. That kind of idea. So yeah. what would you recommend is like a, so I like this tip. How can we make it practical? Like, do you have students write it down in a notebook and or post it in front of on their desk? Or how do we remind ourselves, like keep coming back to that every time we study? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that writing, de- writing it down and looking at it, um, spending like one minute or two minutes before mm-hmm. you sit down to study, it can be really, really powerful. Um, yeah. And I think that, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, keeping that, um, spend a little bit of time, not a lot of time, because you don't want to like overwork it. But I think spending mm-hmm. a little bit of time um, every every study session, even if it's just one minute, um, is important. And then like every week, if you can do like a review session and you look back at your week. So you, okay. you look backwards and you see, okay, I studied, you know, I spent some time learning vocabulary on Anki every day, 10 minutes, um, mm. you know, and you feel good about it because you're working towards your goal and having that positive motivation. Um, I think I that's, that. yeah. So you spend, yeah. you know, you, you look, you look back and you look at the things you've done. Um, yeah. In, in the mm, week, in a, in a one week chunk, and then it gives you motivation going forward, right? Very nice. I think that's especially important in the beginning when we're moving up to a new level in English or we, mm. we're learning a new set of vocabulary words or something. We uh, need that motivation, especially in the beginning before we can get the momentum going, right? Right. Love that. Love that. Right. Okay, Koan. Um, so what would be, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I've got two other things um, Great. Which is for motivation, which is okay. you really have to look after yourself and you have to forgive yourself mm-hmm. because um, mm-hmm. a lot of my students, they're really, they're very, they're very, they are very, very smart people and yeah. they're, you know, they can maybe tend towards perfectionism a little bit or they have high mm-hmm. standards for themselves, mm-hmm. um, which is wonderful, but you also have to forgive yourself because you're going to make a lot of mistakes, right? So treating mm-hmm. yourself well and understanding that this is all part of the process and you don't have to be perfect at it. So every time you make a mistake, um, you can get around to forgiveness and feeling good about it. And I I stress Mm. that as well with my students. Okay. I love that. Forgiving yourself, focusing on what really matters. It reminds me of what we talk about here on the podcast is connection, not perfection. So in this case, you know, usually on this show, it's about connecting with the person that we're in contact with, whether it's through email or face to face, but sometimes it's connecting with the material. Uh And, but it's just about connection, not perfection. I love that. Awesome. Uh So. I did love that about the podcast. As soon as I saw that, I'm I'm like, yeah, no, I can talk to these people. This is good. Yeah. Love that. Love that. That's perfect. So I think that I love how you've also put motivation as the first one, because I think that's key. If that's not there, we aren't going to get anywhere. So, okay, awesome. So what's your second tip then, Koan? Um, So my second tip is to focus on communication. So that means... when you're having a conversation with somebody, uh, whether it's me or whether it's somebody at work, you're going to focus on being understood um, and not focusing on avoiding mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, mm-hmm. um, and the idea behind this is that this is how you have conversations. Like native speakers, when they have conversations, they make mistakes all the time. Yeah, sure, like, sure. We, we, we constantly make grammar mistakes and we, mm-hmm. we don't worry about it. Right. We just keep talking. Totally. So exactly. Um, yeah. I think that um, when you focus on c- that communication, it, a lot of, 
you know, I think it, it solves a lot of problems. Um, it, yep. it helps work on your confidence a lot, which mm-hmm. is what a lot of students are looking for, right? They're looking for that confidence. And yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like it, it helps you to sort of take that next step in your English, right? Mm, um, yeah. I think you'll find that a lot of, like, especially native English speakers, we're very forgiving um, mm-hmm. because a lot of people are learning English and we're used to people who don't speak it as a first language. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's not, um, I, I find a lot of my students, they're harder on themselves than like people who are listening to them. Oh yeah, are, absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah I love um, that. I think yeah. this is tough because our stu- our listeners here, our students have gone through just years of sitting in classrooms and probably uh, in their home countries where the focus has actually been on avoiding mistakes, right? Uh-huh. Because it hasn't necessarily been kind of an organic, natural conversation situation. Uh-huh. And so how do we kind of retrain our brains to focus on that communication? Do you have any practical tips there? Anything, any like tactics that you use in your lessons with students to kind of remind them to come back to communication? Right. So, I mean, um, what I tend to do with my students is we spend a lot of time, we spend about, you know, out of a one hour session, we might spend 40 minutes working on um, like fluency and then um, fluency and confidence and having conversations about things that are maybe a little bit difficult, right? Like cognitively, like intellectually a little bit difficult. A lot of my, mm-hmm. because a lot of my students work with technical things. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a lot of my lesson material. And then in the last 20 minutes, um, I'm listening and I'm taking notes. And then in the last 20 minutes, I will work on accuracy. So, um, so basically I'll do correction around like grammar, pronunciation, things like that. And I'll do it in a way, you know, I try to do it in a way that it's, it's not really like, it's not difficult to work with. Like I'm not hammering them on, on different things, but we'll, um, yeah, we'll, so, um, essentially like I would say work on your, um, fluency and speaking quickly and naturally first, and then, look at the mistakes as like um, hmm. things to work on at the end. I, yeah. I tend to think of grammar and pronunciation as being descri- descriptive, not proscriptive. So descriptive mm-hmm. means it's a description of what's going on because native speakers, you know, of, of a language like English, we have mm-hmm. there's different Englishes out there, right? So yep. and different mm-hmm. grammatical structures. So it, and grammar is wonderful and pronunciation is wonderful and it's very useful, right? But it's, I, I tend to think, Maybe that should come second and then the communication mm-hmm. should come first. So that's, oh, yeah. that's how I structure my lessons. Oh, I like that. That's quite unique. I haven't talked to many teachers that actually do that. They split up their lessons into kind of segments where right. we're kind of students are sort of given the chance to not even worry so much because uh-huh. the correction isn't even coming. It's coming in uh-huh. one uh, later portion of the lesson. And that could uh-huh. really retrain us to think about communication. I love that. Yeah. I think that would resonate with some of our listeners here because yep. our listeners are smart. They want to talk about interesting things with their English teacher. They want to improve their vocabulary mm. and move to that level of connection. And I think this could be this could uh-huh. be it. So in a few minutes, guys, we're going to show you how you can work with Koan. But let's move on to the next piece, your next tip, Koan, if, unless there's something else for that communication piece. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, that's, 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 um, I think that's enough on communication. Um, but the, the third piece I would say would be to do it with other people. So okay. um, do, do language learning and language study with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this African proverb I learned a couple of months ago that I, I love, and it's, it's really, it's sort of become part of my life, which is if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want <laughs> yeah. to go far, go together. 
right? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. learning a language, it takes a long time, it's Mm -hmm. really worthwhile to go with other people, right? Yes. So How can we do that? Well, okay. So, I mean, one thing is um, you find a teacher. Um, I think mm-hmm. that is important. Like it's, it, you can't really learn a language by yourself, right? Right. So yes. you find a teacher or a tutor. Um, you don't necessarily have to spend a lot of time and a lot of money, but you, you should be prepared to spend um, some time and some money with somebody who's kind of an expert at this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, so I think you get somebody who's um, better at this stuff than you. And you also get people who are at your level and who are at a lower level. Yeah, so um, you get people and and it's you can learn from these other people, right? So you learn uh, with people who are at your level, um, you get that a little bit of motivation, you get to focus on communication, and yep. you get to see their mistakes and learn from their mistakes. And people who are at a lower level, you can teach them a little bit. And teaching them is mm. wonderful because it's the best way to learn a language. You'll remember yeah. all this stuff. I love this. This is a great uh, kind of concept or tactic that people use when they're building businesses also to set up kind of mastermind groups where you're somewhere in the middle, right? You're not the most accomplished, most achieved person in the group, but you're also not the weakest. So there's somewhere in between and you can contribute and also gain from the group. And that actually makes it such a nice experience all around for us. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. So I've got, I've got two more things I'm doing with other people. The first one is that human beings are, we're very social creatures, right? So we, yes. we need groups and we need relationships. Um, we do. and, and if you look at, I'm not an expert on this stuff, but if you mm-hmm. look at like brain scans and, um, activation of, of the brain when people are doing things, when they're in a social <laughs> setting, uh, your brain is much more active than when you're alone. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so I think that learning things in a social context is actually really, really important. Um, and I have an example of that from my time when I was a web developer, which is, it's called pair programming. Mm -hmm. Um, and so essentially when I was learning web development, I started out and I spent a lot of time by myself Mm -hmm. and, you know, I had a lot of successes and a lot of failures. Some people can learn like that, like, especially in web development, you can spend a lot of time alone. But what I found was I went to pair programming, which is you sit down with another person and one person talks and the other person types. And then you go backwards and forwards between these two people. Hmm. And that was how, that was really the thing that helped me learn how to program. Um, that okay. was, that, that really took me to the next level. Yeah. And basically, there's a lot of studies out there on pair programming. Um, mm-hmm. And they'll, they show things like something more than 90% of people enjoy programming more when they do pair programming. Yeah. Ni- 90 plus percent of people have more confidence in the program that they do do when they do it in a pair, right? Mm-hmm, it can mm-hmm. lead, and it can lead to fewer errors in your code and it can lead to um, people feeling more confident in their solutions and everything. So it, there's a mm-hmm. lot of benefits to doing pair programming. And I think the same thing works with language learning. Yeah, so, um, you know, if you're going to take something away from this, I think that, you know, if you go out and you find um, a group of people who are, you have to find people who are working at it, right? Like if you find people who are not serious about their language study and who are um, kind of quote unquote dead weight or people who aren't mm-hmm. doing a lot of work, that's not so good. But if you find people who are doing the work, that's contagious, right? That oh. will that will help you move your English along a lot. Yes. So, 
you know, finding a good teacher, finding a good group, I think is really mm-hmm. important. Yeah. And maybe I would add on to that, guys, don't be afraid to move on. You know, if you find a group of three, four people that are willing to meet on Google Hangouts or Skype once a week and practice your English as a group and you meet Uh and you find out that maybe these guys, they're just goofing off or something or they just Uh want to speak in their native language. Maybe this isn't right for you. Don't be afraid to move on to another group or, you know, keep searching for the right match when it comes to teachers as well as other students to work with. I love that idea, though. I think Uh you're right, uh, Koana. Uh You know, this is part of evolution, the way we have evolved is in groups, as you said, and we shouldn't ignore that, right? Just because Uh, we all have access to the internet, we can sit in our rooms and be online alone. It doesn't mean that that's the best environment for us physically, emotionally, or socially. Right, right. Exactly. So, I mean, I think this is how I learn everything now. I've, um, I've, since I've figured this out about myself, I always try, there's at least some kind of social components with how I learn things now. So, um, I love that. So cool. Yeah. So cool. Okay. That's awesome. So I love these tips that you've offered today, Koan. Really important. Lots of things that we can take away from this. So I encourage you guys to go back, rewind this episode, listen again, and write yourself a plan of what you're going to do, how you're going to implement these ideas. And if it looks like this would be a good match for you. Now, Koan, what do you teach on italki? What are your particular offerings that you can that you can work with our students on? Um, well, so, I mean, the types of students I work with, um, a lot of them are technical people. Some of them are business people. Some of them mm-hmm. want just general English. Um, okay. I tend to focus on spoken English. So, um, mm-hmm. we'll do a lot of talking. You'll get a lot of chances to talk in class and then get some correction. And then I'll okay. assign some written homework afterwards. Okay. And some, okay. And some vocabulary review. Okay. Um, awesome. And I, basically, I have two kinds of classes right now. One is English conversation, which is um, I will um, plan the class beforehand. We have class, and then I'll do a little bit of follow-up afterwards. And the other mm-hmm. kind is, is the informal tutoring sessions. And so that's okay. where students bring me um, things they're working on. And that can that. be, yeah, and that can be, you know, presentations or job interview prep or they've, uh, you know, they've got, um, they have to do a lot of writing for something and they want somebody to take a look at it. Mm-hmm. So those are the Perfect. kind of things that um, I help help students out with. So, yeah. Awesome. And how's your schedule looking for this summer? Do you have uh, room for a couple new students from our podcast? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I was, you know, if you asked me three or four months ago, I was, I was really, really busy, but it seems like summer, a lot of my students mm-hmm. are Europeans. And so I think, and yeah. especially Russians, <laughs> and I think they want to get outside. So yeah, okay. I, I, great, I great. have some room right now. So yes. Awesome. Um, Good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's excellent. So Koan, what is your profile? Can you tell mm-hmm. our listeners? Yeah. So it's, um, italki.com. So I-T-A-L-K. Uh, I dot com yeah. slash Cohen K O A N teacher mm-hmm. all one word Cohen teacher and okay. yeah and you can sign up for my classes and take a look at some of the material I have there and okay yeah. awesome awesome very good well uh-huh. thanks for having us on have, thanks for coming on today Cohen I really uh-huh. appreciate that and uh, we hope to have you on the show again soon great yeah I would love to come back thank you all right take care all the best okay. thank you bye bye bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, 
Follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.